Everybody, welcome to the 152nd edition of the Holy Backboard Podcast. I am Dustin here in Rip City, and I got my man. <laughs> Yo, Dustin's a fucking soldier because we've had tech issues for the last hour, and he's still coming out sounding way more happy about shit than I am. Oh, everything's good. We're recording. I'm happy. I sound all right. It's all 100% on me. Which really sucks because there's no one to blame except myself and my unpreparedness for the show tonight, even though I knew we were doing this for 24 hours in advance. But we're here. We just witnessed probably the biggest win in at least my lifetime of a Blazer fan. And I don't know how Dustin feels about this event, but we're recording 24 hours after... What what are people calling it? The shot, the step back, the wave. the wave. I don't know what whatever you want to call it. Call it cold blooded. The fuck you shot. Like on on the real shit, it was the fuck you shot. I I got a story about rewatching it that I will get into. But welcome to the holy backboard episode one fifty two. That was the greatest event, not sporting event, the greatest event I have ever witnessed in in my life. You know, there's a small caveat because Dame obviously did this to Houston and snatched their collective souls in 2014. But I was working with the team running social and I got to enjoy it for a a small second, a small moment in time. And then I was back to the grind, basically working, you know, over the weekend. And so I didn't get to enjoy it as much as I was able to enjoy this. And it just holds so much weight because we're Blazer fans. Whether you've been with the team since 1970, you've been with the team for damn near 30 years like myself, or you're, you know, a young buck like yourself going on your, you know, fifth or sixth year, you've seen some shit. You're you're always expecting the worst to happen. There is a reason why Blazer fans are always nervous even when you're up 15 with, with six minutes to go. I mean, just the, the gravity of that shot, just Damian Lillard is the Portland Trailblazer franchise. He may go down as the the greatest of all time, and I think there's room for debate. I don't necessarily want to get into that on this episode. But it just it just meant so much because of what he has has been through. You know, LaMarcus leaves the year after he says, I want to be the greatest Trailblazer of all time. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want that burden on his shoulders. He says, I don't want to be a part of the city. I'm sorry, fans. I want to leave. I want to go back to Texas. The five of the top six players leave. Dame's left on an island. What does he do? He doubles down. He signs that long-term extension. Get to the second round the following season. All of a sudden, things seem like they're starting to pick up. Last year, the Trailblazers, 49 wins, 13 wins in a row. The three seed, Dame, first team All-NBA, fourth in the MVP voting. Then we get swept by the Pelicans. As As a three seed, that's unheard of. All offseason long, there was nothing but Damian Lillard slander. He's not a superstar. He's not built for this. The Trailblazers are just a treadmill team. They need to blow it up. What do they do? They come back. They add Ennis Cantor and Rodney Hood around the trade deadline. 50-plus wins. 
and small blip on the radar. We get it. We get a scare with CJ's knee. It's just a strain. He's going to be okay. We're like one bullet dodged. But in current Blazer fashion, Yusuf Nurkic, almost a month to this day on March 25th, we all saw him go down and, and break that the, the bottom half of his leg, and we all collectively sighed and just said, "Here we go again." Yeah, we're going to make the playoffs, but it, it it doesn't really matter. We're wasting another season of Damian Lillard's prime. And we almost just felt like what can go wrong will go wrong. It, Murph, Murphy's Law, essentially. But before this game, Portland had played 13 times without Yusuf Nurkic. 10-3 and three without the big fella. Nobody picked Portland to win this series, not even myself. It was supposed to be a bad matchup. OKC swept us in the regular season. They had the two superstars. They were supposed to handle the business. They were the Western Conference Finals threat. Portland takes the first two, you start to believe. Then they get game four, 13 point, just punch in the mouth. I mean, that was a knockout in the third quarter. Portland delivered. Come back to game five. Everyone's rowdy. Everyone's ready to go. Let's close this out. OKC, we find ourselves down 15 with six minutes to go. And I told you all countless times, this is over. It doesn't even feel like the game. This feels like this series could be over. As a Blazer fan, I am expecting to blow a 3-1 lead. Yusuf Nurkic or no Yusuf Nurkic, we're going to get clowned. I mean, we are just going to feel that all offseason long. And all of a sudden, shout out Mike Barrett, the Portland Trailblazers clawed their way back. It was a team victory down the stretch led by the heroics of Damian Lillard, a 118-115 victory. Sage, when he was winding the clock down, I will tell you exactly what I was thinking. I've seen big shots before in, in the Rose Garden. You look at Brandon Roy, game four, that whole comeback, but especially that four-point play. The point eight shot for B-Roy. Dame's point nine shot. And, and now this one. This one did not feel like an eternity. The other three did. The ball hung up in the air for an eternity. It just seemed like it took forever. This one... He was taking his time. The clock's winding down. I'm like, I think he's going to pull. Like, he's – he had done this before, I believe. I think it was in game three when it was towards the end of a quarter and he he forgot to get a shot up. Like, Mm. he let the clock run out. And I didn't feel that. I knew he was under control. And I just had a calm about it. And I was like, it's going to be okay. And he takes his time. He, He steps back. And the ball just went through the net in the bat of an ice eight. And I, I screamed so loud at the top of my lungs. I am still in disbelief. I just rewatched the game with Olga. And I kept t- telling her, how, how do we win this game? I, how did that fucking happen? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sorry for creating the Dustin uh, emotion narrative. When we were there, like... I, I I didn't think we were going to win until about like there was a play I called out. I don't know if you actually heard me where Seth gets the strip on Paul George with about minute 38. When that happened, I was like, oh, we're going to win this game. But from, you know, that fourth quarter to that strip, I absolutely didn't think we were going to win. Since we were both there and, you know, we were one of like, 25,000 people were that were there. Let, let's talk about the experience of the game. 
I mean, it's it's tough to put into words. I thought game two was loud. When CJ hit the jumper to tie it at 113, like I'm literally screaming mm. at the top top of my lungs for defense. I mm. mean, and, and the whole arena was. Olga was to my left. You were to my right. Everyone was on their feet. And it, it was it was raucous. I tried to watch the replay, and you can't hear the announcers. Mm. It was so loud. I mean, it got to a point where I felt like I just did a million crunches because my, my abs were just – they had gone through the ringer because mm. I, I'm just I'm up there I'm yelling I'm jumping like you didn't really think the comeback was coming and then all of a sudden it's there you mm. need one stop Paul George gets that bucket and I'm like okay okay still 39 seconds let's get that two for one the crowd is still into it and, and Dame just just makes the the drive and the mm. acrobatic layup that just very very Jordan esque like I saw Jordan do that in game two of the '92 Finals against us. Like that game, Portland went on to win. And as soon as Russ got into his gather, I mean, everyone in the arena is up. It is That was the loudest I have ever heard in arena. And the reason I say that is because when you go back to the .9 shot, it was so quiet. Parsons had grabbed the rebound from Lopez, and it, we were stunned. And then Dame shot, was, so it was just like, you know, from 0 to 60, literally mm-hmm. like that. This was... Okay, Dame made a bucket. Let's get a stop. Everyone, we need you out of 12 out of 10. Like, get up. There was not a person sitting down. And as soon as we got that stop, I was like, okay, here, here we go. Like, we have a chance. Like, we are going to send those motherfuckers home. And when, when Dame hit it, like, I couldn't hear myself. I, I Like I said, I was screaming extraordinary loud. I, I couldn't all, hear it. All I heard was tones. I didn't hear words. Yeah. I just heard no tones. Words. No, yeah, it was I, all I tones. Heard, I am. I mean, Olga dropped to the ground, and I was like, "Are you? Are you okay? Like, did did you get knocked down?" She's like, "No, my legs just gave out." Uh, I'm trying to pick her up, you know, high fiving everyone around me. Everyone is just like losing their collective minds, not really comprehending mm-hmm. what what we had just witnessed, because that was the one of the greatest sing, single performances in NBA history, not Blazers history. NBA history. Damian Lillard is just the third NBA player in history to score 50 plus to close out a series. The other two, MJ and Charles Barkley. Mm. That's rare air right there. It's crazy because the people in front of me were completing utter douchebags. Well, I knew he was a, a, a doucher as soon as he said, I wish I was sitting courtside. So I could fight Russell Westbrook. I'm not scared of him. I would totally fight him. And he was with his girl. And I was like, oh, you you need to find yourself a new man. Like this this dude is clown you. Yeah. So like I he he is a doucher, a complete and utter douchebag. When that shot hit, I gave that dude a high five like he was <laughs> one of my good friends. Like I yo, throughout the game, I was I was talking shit about this person. And you were was, texting me talking <laughs> shit about that person because it was so loud. <laughs> that person was a complete and utter garbage human being. But as soon as that shot went in, I dapped that motherfucker up so fast and with the quickness. Like, if, if Damian Lillard's shot can turn a complete and utter douchebag 
into someone I would be willing to dap up. Man, Damian Lillard can change a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how the statue isn't getting built. Everything he has done for the city, he stayed loyal to the franchise. The amount of unforgettable moments he has provided. He is our Michael Jordan. Like, he is our Stockton and Malone, our Tim Duncan, our Dirk Nowitzki. Damian Lillard will always be synonymous with the Portland Trailblazers, and the Portland Trailblazers will always be synonymous with Damian Lillard. You're talking about a player who put up 50 points on 50% shooting, 17 of 33, 52%, 10 of 18 from distance, got to the line eight times, still found time to hand out six assists, Grab seven boards, three steals, and a block. He did this in 45 minutes. He played the first three quarters without a rest. CJ goes down with three fouls in the first quarter. Honestly, Sage, and I was telling this to, to, to Olga on the walk home, if Dame just has his average even playoff performance, which was still leading the NBA at 28 points per game, we get run out of the gym. No, we oh, get embarrassed, dog. Okay, Dame to play, and he single-handedly. It was Dame and 11 others for most of the game, bro. those fuckers home mm-hmm. i rewatched the game because obviously it's hard to concentrate when all you're hearing is tones of sounds not the actual word you had i had to deal with, we had to deal with douchers in front of us talking shit about the team Rewatching it I found, you know, bits and pieces of things that I liked from our ancillary players. But during the game while I was there, I was like, God damn, Dame is doing it all. What what why isn't why isn't why aren't they stepping up with scoring? And when I was watching Dame score, it was like, this isn't normal Dame moves. Like he has a you know, he has go to crosses, grow to everything. He was hitting people with rare step backs. He was generating space in different ways than, you know, we've seen in the last 82 games. He was pulling shit out the bag to fucking get these these points. Like he was he got hit on like damn near five three point shots and made that made them. They weren't like Ryan Anderson. Wait for the penetration and shoot. They were I'm getting doubled, but I think I could pull this and get a foul call. Oh shit, I'll just make the motherfucker. I don't need the foul call. Like god damn, that that game was one of them for eight, for the ages. And when I was watching it on Hulu, it got to like a minute left. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to finish the game. There's none. They like well, they might have left out a play. They left out the motherfucking dame shot. Like I saw every play until dame pulled up. Like it cut off at the it, like as Blazers were crossing the the half court line with three seconds left, the Hulu feed ended. I'm like, motherfucker! I'm trying to watch the goddamn game and I can't even see the whole thing. But uh, man, thank God I was there to see the damn shot. But fuck man. that that game fucked with our emotions, bro. Because like I was getting texts from people, texts from friends, and they're like. Is it over? Is it over? Why? What are we doing? And then just jubilation after after the shot, man. That that shot, the the fucking balls on him to take a shot from that deep. Yeah, can we just 
talk about the audacity, the confidence, the the swagger, just the the mentality that it takes to have the ball in your hands. You have 25,000 people watching you live in the arena screaming. I mean, it is still raucous. Everyone is just chomping at the bit waiting for something to happen. You have millions watching worldwide on, on TV. To have the composure to look at the clock, you have a potential defensive player of the year guarding you, you're 35 plus feet away from the hoop, and you're just calm. And he is like an assassin. He knew exactly when he wanted to pull, he was talking through it like I had a little bit of space, I knew I was going to sidestep, and the best part, that's comfortable range. The The dude does not break stride. He does not break his form when he pulls up from that distance. And it the reaction, the the wave, just Dame, you knew Dame wanted to do so much more, but just that the wave was so goddamn perfect. Just like be gone, peasants. Like I am you do not concern Did me. Did you anymore. see all that shit live? Because I, I sir, did not I sir, no, say, uh, say, dude, did I see any? No. no. As soon as the ball went in, I literally just grabbed both you and Olga and jumped up and screamed like I was seven. Like just like a kid on Christmas morning. Like if you've seen that video from like 96 when that little kid gets that Nintendo 64 and he's just like, yes, yes. And he just keeps putting his hand in the air and just like goes nuts. That was me. I would – that still, I will never – ever forget that moment 24 hours later it's still tough to put to perspective what what i felt because it was pure it, it was pure nothing like i don't think we'll ever be able to comprehend that shit because we were there that was we witnessed history doc we were part of history obviously we weren't on the court but we were standing up yelling our asses off for 48 plus minutes Damn. I think what made that series win so special was one, Damian Lillard got respect put back on his name. It wrongfully went away. He had a tough series against the Pelicans. He will admit that. Everyone will admit that. But I feel like we have been championing him as the best point guard in the league. And there's been some pushback. Everyone's like, no, Steph, it's still still Kyrie, maybe Russ. It's still Steph. And I'm like, no, it's Dame. Just just watch. So the validation factor for for Damian Lillard, literally being the best player in this postseason to date, averaging, you know, we want to talk about, you know, superstar top five player numbers he's doing it throughout this postseason logging 40 minutes 33 points per game 46 percent from the field 48 from distance getting the line eight times six six times five boards three steals i mean two and a half steals a game he has literally put the franchise on his back saying lamarcus left nurk's hurt it doesn't matter I got you. Mm -hmm. So that made it feel special. Another reason, Oklahoma City 
I, I really lost a lot of respect for the players and the franchise. Obviously, since they they took the Sonics out of Seattle, I've always been bitter towards them. But, you know, I really liked Westbrook after Durant left, and he kind of just had that chip-on-his-shoulder, triple-double mentality. Like, basically what Dame went through when LaMarcus left, and I saw those parallels, and I respected him for that. Never really had anything against Paul George or Dennis Schroeder. But for whatever reason, Russ started start, – actually, if you follow Worldwide Wob, Rob Perez, he has the video. It actually happened in 2016 when Russ kicked the ball away from Dame just out of and out of bounds. Like that's when it started. And Russ, for whatever reason, decided to pick this fight. And someone put it out there on Twitter that it was like – a Christmas story when that bully goes up to Ralphie and the other and just starts pounding on him. Well, Dame finally had enough and turned around and was beating the shit out of him. And so when you have the thunder dunking after game three, mm. tapping the wrist, mocking us, rocking the baby after winning one game, they're still down in the series. And in their, the way they held themselves in the media and how they presented themselves was, was just so childish so to be able to send a team home like that was just so satisfying. And then lastly, Oklahoma City really did throw the kitchen sink at the Trailblazers and Damian Lillard. I I mean, we can look and, and see they took they started with Westbrook on Lillard, they moved him off. They tried Paul George on they they actually the last three games had Paul George on CJ McCollum and on Damian Lillard in, in certain aspects. They put Jeremy Grant on cancer. They, they took Steven Adams out and they went extremely small. Like Billy Donovan literally did everything in his power to try and stop Damian Lillard and the trailblazers to no avail. So it just felt good to know that that was their best punch and it didn't land. We were able to survive and advance and we did it in pretty fucking incredible fashion. Like I don't think people, and I tweeted this out because I think it got lost we just beat the Thunder four out of five times, not only without Yusuf Nurkic, but this was a team that swept us with Yusuf Nurkic in the regular season. I don't, I still don't think people realize how incredible of a series victory in the fashion and manner that it happened that this truly was. Do you think the turning point, like I do, was when Yusuf Nurkic came to the uh, arena? Because as fans, people were like, oh, no, the, we're going to lose this game. But then Nurk came, and there was this new sense of life from the fans and then the competitors themselves. The Trailblazers got excited because they saw that their center was supporting them and being there. Like, I think that was a humongous turning point in the uh, the, the, the series or the game. Well, well Ab- I guess both. Absolutely. I mean, you look at the game, 113. 105. Well, we were down eight points with three minutes to go. That that should be a wrap. Mm-hmm. Any good, any team worth their salt wraps that game up and goes on to Oklahoma City. Nurk being there not only surprised his teammates, but the crowd. I mean, there was just, and like you said, an energy, a boost. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no other way to, to describe it other than it was, it was kind of like fate. It it was meant to be for Nurk. To say, I'm watching this game, I'm not really ready to go back to the arena, but I know if I come, we are going to win this game. 
little did he know that while he was in, you know, transit to the, to the, to the Rose Garden, Portland found themselves into a 15-point hole. And we dug about halfway out, and I think he was there to give us that boost we needed to get all the way out. And so absolutely, I mean, the whole ending is just so magical in, in the sense that you have Nurk coming as that last little boost, Dame just icing it. And then Nurk giving the interview, probably a little bit of painkillers in, in his system, just saying, like, fuck it. Like, I, I knew if I showed up. I mean, Calabro's reaction in the back. I mean, you, there's nothing you can do. You just let it happen because everyone else was swearing their goddamn minds off. <laughs> and then he opens the shirt and it says, got bricks? Next question. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, my God, the, the the pettiness, like Portland does the talking, but they, you know, they do the walking first. Mm-hmm. Like they back that shit up. Like they'll let you talk. They, If you want to start it, they'll finish it. It made so many people happy. That arena was just so happy. Like the, I've never in, I've never really talked to strangers on the max, but like me and like a group of like three other men were just in our little seats, just talking about the game going by like going or going through it you know quarter by quarter and the nurkage thing it's like that that shot that game just made everybody so much happy so so happy about the how the series ended there's a sense of pride that blazer fans hold together and it's ex- especially strong i feel like in the city of portland like when the Blazers do well and you see somebody else in Blazer gear, you give them that Rip City. You give them that head nod. Like, it's just we come from all different backgrounds, but the Blazers are the ultimate icebreaker. You can be in a job interview. You can be on the bus. You can be on a client call anywhere at the gas station. You see the game. Can you believe that shot? Oh, my God. It's incredible. That's any. That's everything. That's the only thing people wanted to talk about today. And it's that's why sports matter. And that, that's why I hold it so, so dear and close to myself because you do feel like you're a part of the team. And Damian Lillard has really embraced, I think, the early 90s Blazers when, you know, they would really take the extra step and make the fans feel a part of it, you know, slapping their, their hands or, you know, staying longer for autographs. I mean, there was photos after game four, 1, 1 a.m. in the morning or something like that, and Dame's still signing everyone's autographs in Oklahoma City before they, before they boarded. After the game, Dame mentioned, I wanted to stay out there and I wanted to thank the fans. That's why I went around. This dude just hit arguably the greatest shot in NBA history. And still has that mindset. That's why he will always succeed because he doesn't let himself get in his own way. Like he he's so grounded. I mean, he he was raised the right way, and it was so amazing to see his brother and sister and mother all sitting courtside, just going into the ultimate jubilation when that happened, and the reaction from the players. You know, Ennis Cantor just looked like a kid on Christmas morning. They're dogpiling. You've got Chief, who is getting just smushed, but you can just still see him, you know, cheesing and just smiling. And then Dame just looks up at the camera and was just like, I 
That's what I thought. Like, just cold-blooded. Like, just like Omar on the wire said, you come come at the king, you best not miss. OKC missed, and, and look look what happened to them. Like, I, Damian Lillard is untouchable. I don't know why anybody would want to wake wake him up, poke that bear. It is – you're just asking for it at this point. So do we have any fan questions? I mean, honestly, we had so many notifications, it's hard to go through. Dog, uh, yo, your boy's a little social media star now. No, it's Dynamo, but good try. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. No, we, act- we, we had one. I'm scrolling through right now. So we have one from Blazing Husky. Eh, half of his handle's good. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I'm sorry, bro. He is an asshole. <laughs> go Ducks. Uh so, do you guys think this version of Dame would have played this well against New Orleans, um, the Pelicans, Holiday, and Davis? I would say yes, because from what it sounds like in all of the interviews, I don't think the Blazers were mentally prepared for what New Orleans was going to throw at them. Um, I think it would be Dame much, al- much harder. Dame also had a major life moment happen before that series with the birth of his son, which is completely fair for him to not be. And I don't know if this is the case, but if, if basketball wasn't the ultimate number one at this point in time, like he just brought life into this world. I mean, that is a huge deal. You also have the fact that they've been they've been through that like this year around they know what it takes mm. they they know how to prepare and they were ready for every time billy donovan threw something at them and you know i think we're just a, a deeper team so i think you know dame didn't get a lot of help in game five but games one through four you know cj played fantastic you've got i thought we had one of the best stretches of mo harkless we've seen Ennis was just was just absolutely huge, and we were able to play through him, and we it didn't feel like he was a burden on that floor. Seth was a spot up shooter off the bench we desperately lacked last season. Um, you know, make no mistake about it that that Pelican defense was was lethal, but the numbers say OKC's defense was pretty fucking good this year. Mm. They have again one of the defensive player of the year candidates in Paul George, and Portland was doing this without use of Nurkic. To me, Dame elevated. Like, he leveled up yeah. a, a tier this series. So I would say they would have had some success, more success. Obviously, they would have had better success. I mean, there's no way we would have gotten swept. I think that New Orleans, like you said, like Dame got prepared for the way the New Orleans uh, defended for this series. I also think New Orleans would have been a much difficult more difficult proposition for dame because let's just be real drew drew and paul are very similar but ad to steven adams that's where new orleans had it and i i i I would have liked to see like i think i I think he would have done a much better job against them i don't it it wouldn't have been a sweep but i think it might have been a seven gamer Another question from uh, Dana Ramoni. He wants to know, I'm curious why 
Stotts went with CJ on Russ so much this game when Dame guarded him most of the series? Was it due to the switching and Dame getting stuck on Paul George usually? Um, Dame defended Russ in the beginning, but obviously when you play the first 36 minutes yeah, of exactly. game, they had to put him in stints on, on Schroeder. And Schroeder was also handling the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Dame was our offense at that time, and... Really, I felt like Seth Curry did a, did a pretty damn good job. Yeah, Seth, Seth, yo, when I on the second watch through, Seth has a nose for the ball. Um, a lot of the times when the switch happened and Dame was on Jeremy Grant, Dame drew the charge. Like he did a good job. When you look at the stats, it sh- it shows that. The only position group that defends the other ones or the o- other team's center or whatever is center v center. The rest is switchable. You can really, if the matchup dictates that Dame's played for thirty six minutes and we need to put him on a lesser usage rated player, you do it. So I think I think we just played it as is. But like, dude drew fouls. He swiped at balls to like create loose balls and out of bounds plays he dame did a really good job post d uh, on post d where he had to guard someone much taller than him he drew two charges on westbrook including that crucial one and jeremy i think he got two yep so to me dame elevated himself again on the defensive end of the floor i think he he's now solidly a good defender yeah i don't you cannot take that away from him that cannot that can no longer be a knock and I just think if you haven't read the Chris Haynes article on Yahoo Sports, it is basically an uncensored look into the mind of Damian Lillard the night before this game. Damian invited the people over to watch game four of Utah Houston. Chris Haynes was granted the access and some of the, the quotes are just magnificent. And you can really tell what OKC did really bothered him. It, it got him seething, but he never played into their He never played into their tricks. Like he didn't do it publicly. He's like, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to be very calculated in what I'm going to do. And he, and he, he was pissed off. He said, you know, I'm getting rid of these motherfuckers tomorrow. I mean, just to, you know, just came out of nowhere. They, they were watching the game, eating fried catfish, red beans damn, and rice. Damn. You know, preach. I, I need to get that fucking interview done. Or, well, invitation first, interview second, I guess, but whatever. What I also noticed throughout the series is Dame did guard Russ for the majority mm-hmm. uh, of the possessions. Russ was hardly ever on Dame, and apparently there was a clip. And Dame was pointing at Russ... It's like, stop running from this ass whooping because Russ kept moving away from Dame. Like, he did not want to defend him. And really, I knew shit was serious in game three. The game was decided, but Dame pulled up the shorts so you could see the compression shorts underneath. Kind of like got into perfect defensive position and just locked Russ down. Mm. He ended up hitting a three off of a offensive rebound, but it was a contested three. And I was like, okay. I I, I, I I feel good about this series. Dame, Dame's not going to let us down. It's just like, 
the competitive nature, his his competitive fire is is second to none. And I really I'm just I'm just so giddy. I was so excited to record this podcast. Like you you have no idea. I consumed so much content today. I don't know. I think it, today should have been a national or at least a statewide holiday <laughs> in Oregon. I mean, come on. Like if the Blazers ever win a title, just shut this shit down for a week. Like that that's it. I assume your uh, production level was at an all time low at work yeah. today. Yeah. I, I I tried my best, but <laughs> God. I mean you're you're getting You've got the video of Seth Curry basically standing in the corner telling, you know, Ray Felton and the, and the Oklahoma City Bandit, the shit's going in. It turns around, just, just waves them. You know, as I mean, he's basically talking to them as Damian Loader was dribbling. You've got the, the remixes of the shot to um, Party Up by DMX, the Titanic theme song. You've got, I mean, it just dropped. The Trailblazers put out basically their Game 5 mini-movie. I mean, there was just the quotes from Dame, everything Nurk was doing. Uh, just give me all of the content. Like, I want to consume all of this content. Like, I we, game, game, game one of round two is not until Monday. So I'm going to live this up until Sunday night. Absolutely. So I don't want this to get lost in Damian Lillard's heroics, but it felt like for, I would say, the majority of the game. He got sold? Huh? He was getting sold really hard by his teammates? Yeah, it just felt like Dame was ready to go. Everyone else was kind of shook. And I was, I knew that, I knew closeout games were tough. I mean, Golden State's going through it right now. Utah almost beat Houston. Mm. And it, it's tough to close out a team. Yeah. And I knew this game was going to be a very difficult proposition for the Blazers, home court or not. And I hope this win kind of takes a little bit of pressure off of the team because the games are only going to get more intense and we are going to need players to step up. And what we've discussed throughout the series, we really got zero bench production. Seth Curry only produced at home. Uh, Evan Turner I don't even know if he scored more than five points in this entire series. He got a few good. He, he got a good few clutch rebounds today. I mean, yo, I wa- like at the arena. I thought he did jack shit. He kind of did something. He had a shot from like ten feet off of a fast break. He pulled up and it barely grazed the front of the rim. And I was like, God damn it, Evan! Like, if the if the second unit is going to take advantage, it has to be Evan Turner on a small. Guard. He did it all season long, and all of a sudden, it's just it's just disappeared. I, and again, I'm not trying to get negative. It was a fantastic game. But if we are looking ahead to round two, whoever it is, I think Portland needs to to be a little bit more aggressive. I mean, CJ turned it on in the fourth. Like he had a really really bad third quarter. I mean, he was missing every wide open threes, but he hit some equally big shots. He had a floater off glass. Mm-hmm. He had a jumper right in Paul George's mug to tie it up. I mean, just big buckets, uh, chief three of seven, but he hit the three when it mattered. I mean, Mo Harkless of nine for 17 points, five of 10 at the line. So he was one of six and then he hits four big ones. So we're just going to need a little bit more consistency. I mean, we're looking at 15 for 23 from the line. We went at 22 of 23 from the line in game four in hostile territory. And I guess what I mean by being ready to play is one thing I picked up 
from the TNT broadcast is Mo Harkless needs to be a little bit more aggressive. If teams are going to do that strategy where they basically put two on Lillard, Mo can't stand and wait for Dame to do some action. He needs to go get the ball and then make a play. Make himself open. That's exactly. That is the only way to free up Lillard because as impressive as this performance was, we don't want Dame to have to do that throughout the rest of the playoffs. Like We need to start getting him a little bit more open looks. And again, it starts with CJ hitting his buckets. It starts with Ennis being able to score down low. But, you know, shout shout the fuck out to Ennis Cantor for basically playing with a separated shoulder and pulling down 13 boards. He he really kept us afloat. Like, if we were looking for a life raft, it, it had to have been Ennis Cantor. It seemed like every time it felt like it was really slipping away, he would get an offensive put back. So he was the one that was playable. Steven Adams, they took his ass out yeah. because he they couldn't play him. So shout out to Ennis. You know, with Mo Harkless, it's kind of like, you know, in football, when the quarterback's scrambling, the receiver finds that open part of the zone and yep. just stands in it. That's what Mo Harkless has to do if they're doing that hard double off the pick and roll. Because he's our he's really our only athletic wing that is going to be capable of catching the ball and finishing with with, mm-hmm. a, with, a, with a dunk. Chief can drive and dunk, but... I really feel like we're going to need that from Mo Harkless. Zach Collins got the ball a couple of times in similar positions. We just got to be a little more stronger because whether it's San Antonio or Denver, they're going to have to defend Damian Lillard. And again, we're going to see the kitchen sink thrown at Dame. Mm-hmm. So we just need everyone else to to get on his Finding the open spots because they're drawing attention. Someone has to be open. Yep. It's simple mm-hmm. mathematics. I'm so elated right now. Probably going to go consume more content. I hope you all consume this content. We are going to be back. Once we find out the winner of Denver, San Antonio, we will have your yeah. round one, round two, game one preview much sooner. Then the game, which happens to be Monday night. It's your boy's birthday on Friday. So the Blazers delivered me the ultimate early birthday present. It was Rally Kitty's birthday today. So, I mean, we can't lose. Just enjoy this. I mean, really enjoy this. I think, you know, we'll discuss this on the next episode in terms of does it feel different? Because the last two times Portland has advanced – Dame addressed it and it said that's all they really felt like they wanted to do and they kind of succumbed to the fatigue. I'd be curious to get your thoughts and maybe our fans' thoughts on will this time be different. But that's for another day, another dollar. This right here is just to recognize the incredible series this team put together, the incredible memories they provided, and just what makes – basketball and the trailblazers so special sage thank you so much for being there um god that was unreal unbelievable so this podcast is available on itunes stitcher google play and newly on himalaya podcasting so we are out there on damn near every podcast feeder fuck with us we've been i've been reading some nice comments so thank you for that and we will see you whenever we find out who we're playing in the second round. Rip City, baby. Wherever you may be, this is Bill Shinley. 
Good night, everybody. Let's